From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, we're going to continue updating you on what's going on with FTX. That's today on the Decrypt Daily. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, November seventeenth, two thousand twenty-two. We got to start the show today with an Apple Podcast comment from Billy. Uh, Billy said some things that, one, I have to correct, or two, we have to have a discussion about. And this is why I always say, send me an email, Matthew or decrypt.co. If I say anything that you don't like, if that's incorrect, I am not afraid to change or say that I was wrong because I mis- misspoke. Look, I've done probably about 800 of these shows. I promise you, if you listen to every one of those shows, I misquoted something, missaid the name, or said the price wrong. If it's $27, I might have said 72 Just a little dyslexia. Hey, things happen. Uh, but I want to go over this comment that he wrote because he gave me a one star in the All Dominoes Must Fall episode. First of all, the title is wrong. It's All the Dominoes Will Fall episode. And it's not must fall, will fall. First, let's read his comment. He starts off by saying, I don't know why you say SBF is in Bermuda. Everybody knows he's in the Bahamas. You're 100% right. He's in the Bahamas. So if I said Bermuda, it was just me misspeaking. It's a B, it's a B. I'm sorry, I misspoke. So if you're listening to that and thought he was in Bermuda, he was not. He was in the Bahamas. He then says, where did you come up with this? And, well, I, I, like I said, it was a mistake. Sorry, Billy. I apologize. He goes on to say, why did you insinuate BNB or Binance is just another worthless token that is made out of thin air to leverage for capital? You must be tripping. BNB is the currency of the smart chain. We use it to interact just like ETH is used on Ethereum. To say you're a degen is a joke if you don't even understand BNB and what it's used for. I use BNB at least 50 times per day to interact with projects just like whales use ETH to interact with Ethereum. I give this episode a one star for all the opinions and fallacies you just spewed. Thank you for the comment, Billy. Even though you could have sent me an email, we'll put that up there. Let me address this. First of all, like I said, Bermuda was a mistake. But here's what I want to say is you seem to upset because I hit your home team. You use Binance, Binance Smart Chain, BNB, but you missed the actually substance and the foundation of what I was trying to say. Look, we have a systemic issue with crypto right now, and we have exchanges that are valued for billions of dollars, and we honestly don't know if they're actually worth that now. And we're, we're looking at that through the lens of what happened with FTX. We're looking at that when we're talking about investment companies like Three Arrows Capital. We're looking at that when we're talking about Terra Luna Collapse. We're looking at that when we're talking about BlockFi and Celsius. Look, we have systemic issues on the practices that are happening on the back end, and we have to talk about it. We have to ask the serious questions, even if it is a coin that you like or not. Look, if we ask Bitcoiners and Bitcoin, what's going on with Bitcoin? You know what they're going to do? They're going to prove everything on chain. The thing is, with a lot of these companies and exchanges, there's a lot of things that are happening in the back end on the books that we don't know about. A lot of history we don't know about. Look, I've been in the space since 2016, and I bought BNB at 80 cents back in the day. I was trading with Binance when it first opened because I wanted to experiment with the exchange. I did a podcast right when it opened telling people how to use it. So I've been using Binance ever since they started, and I remember when they launched the token. And so when they launched the token, there was no Binance Smart Chain, but it was a token launched to facilitate trades and give people a lower banker taker fee. 
Now, what were they doing with the liquidity? What were they doing with the market cap? What were they doing with the price of the token? Were they using it to collateralize loans? Were they propping up their value of Binance to, I don't know, leverage it in some way because of the value of the token? They were saying that the value of the token was worth X, Y, Z. I don't know what they did back in 2017, 2018, 2019. It went Binance Smart Chain, and they do have a facility of the token like I've used many times, many times. I understand Binance Smart Chain. I understand what's going on there. That does not take away from the fact that they do have a market cap of a token that could be leveraged for liquidity, that price does go up and down, that there is stuff happening on the back end of Binance, there is acquisitions, there is leverage. Binance does have positions in many companies and many companies have positions in Binance. And so what I'm trying to say is we see that there is a systemic issue within crypto that we have to ask the questions. And I don't care who the CEO is, if it's Chris Marslick, if it's CZ, if it's Brian Armstrong, we need to make sure that this system is working properly. Because look, if Binance goes tits up, if Binance fails, <laughs> you, you think FTX is going to be bad. Binance is going to wreck the system. And the contagion will be everywhere. I hope CZ is a good actor. I think he is. A lot of faith and trust has been put into him. And so please, CZ, act in the most responsible manner you absolutely can. I hope that's the case. But again, with everything, we can't just trust. We have to verify. We should be pushing for verification. You, since you're using Binance Smart Chain 50 times a day, as you say, you, you of all people, should be the most vocal person asking CZ, asking Binance, asking Binance.us or any of its subsidiaries, please be as transparent as absolutely possible. And if they give you some, ask them for more because we do not want this to fail. And that's what I'm doing is asking the question, What's going on with all of the exchanges? Because FTX was fine until it wasn't. Celsius was fine up until it wasn't. Is crypto.com going to be fine? I don't know. We don't know. And when these things happen, who's caught off guard? Us, the customers, the retail investors. I was watching Margin Call the other day, just last night actually, because of this whole thing. I started going down the rabbit hole of financial crime movies. And here it is. The fact is, they said in the movie too, we're complacent. We're complacent as industry. As long as the money keeps flowing, no one cares. So look, I understand about Binance Smart Chain. I understand about the e ecosystem. I understand about the DEXs. I understand about the, the tokens and the, and the economy that's built around BNB and Binance Smart Chain. And I get it. But it doesn't mean that we can't ask these questions or we shouldn't be asking questions, especially to Binance, because they're the biggest. And if they fall, good night and good luck. So Billy... Please, do me a favor. Ask questions. Ask as many questions as possible. Because the foundation of this industry was based off of Bitcoin. Don't trust, verify. Transparency. Self-custody. Sovereignty. And for some reason, we're happy, we're complacent, and we're okay with losing that plot. Let's look at those crypto prices. And the time is 11 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin at $16,554, up 0.6% in 24. Ethereum's at $1,194, down a little bit from yesterday, uh, is down 9.2% in the week. Tether's number three, USDC is number four, and Binance is number five at 266, down 1.4%. Running off the top 10, we have BUSD, XRP, Dogecoin, Cardano, and Matic. 
The total market cap of the space is 829.24 billion, up a half a percent. We have a BTC dominance of 38.5 and an F dominance of 17.8. Moving into today's headlines. Australian Service Exchange, or ASX, has shelved a seven-year-long project to ramp up exchanges' chess clearing and settlement system using blockchain. And this is after an independent audit reported issues. What is chess? Well, chess is a clearinghouse electronic subregister system. And ASX, they developed chess around 25 years ago to process securities trading electronically. The project incurred a pre-tax loss of roughly about $170 million, which the company has written off. So like I said, Chess is around 25 years old and ASX intend to upgrade the system and they started talking about that around late 2015. In around January of 2016, they selected Digital Asset as a technology provider to develop a similar system using blockchain technology. Yet the project hit multiple roadblocks and this audit identified six core issues, namely latency and concurrency. Basically, ASX processes millions of trades every day. And the delay, the latency, the speed of which they're able to process these trades, couldn't happen on the blockchain, they said. Thus, they're dumping the project. Voyager Digital's lawyers are not only unhappy, they have a good dictionary and thesaurus nearby because they said they're shocked, disgruntled, and dismayed. And so why are they upset? It looks like they're grumpy because they have to reopen bids for the distressed assets following FTX's bankruptcy. There's a silver lining, though. They have $5 million in escrow because FTX.us... They gave it to them in good faith before the purchase. It's kind of like a deposit, if you will. If FTX US didn't go bankrupt, on November 29th, Voyager was going to approve or object a restructuring plan. And also, there was going to be a hearing on said plan on December 8th. Well, now in light of the facts and circumstances surrounding FTX US's bankruptcy, that confirmation hearing is canceled. Any other voting related to the restructuring plan is also canceled. So there was other people bidding on Voyager's assets, that was Wave Financial, Crosstower, and others, but they were much lower than FTX. So are they going to come up and step up and say they want to purchase the assets? Who knows, because of contagion. Remember, Voyager Digital filed for bankruptcy in July with more than 100,000 creditors, who it owes between $1 and $10 billion. And in June, Voyager also revealed that it had $661 million exposure to the now defunct hedge fund Three Arrows Capital. FTX has a new CEO, John J. Ray III, and he's not really stoked on Sam Bankman-Fried's newfound sense of transparency and apologies on Twitter because he used FTX's official Twitter account to re-emphasize the change in leadership and make this statement. As previously announced, Mr. Bankman-Fried resigned on November 11th from FTX, FTX US, and their directly and indirectly owned subsidiaries. Mr. Bankman-Fried has no ongoing role at these companies or Alameda Research and does not speak on their behalf. The message from FTX's new CEO comes after Vox posted an article containing a series of Twitter direct messages sent by SBF to a reporter. What happened in that? Well, Vox asked SBF whether his focus on effective altruism and bailing out crypto companies was mostly a front. Crazily, Sam Bankman-Fried responded, Yes. He continued to say, that's not all of it, but that's a lot of it. So wait, wait, wait. Vox asked Sam Bankman-Fried whether all this effective altruism and bailing out crypto companies was a front. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it was just, it was all bullshit. What? (laughs) What? And speaking of Sam Bankman-Fried, the House Financial Service Committee said it's going to hear from Sam Bankman-Fried on the collapse of FTX 
next month. The bipartisan hearing will look into FTX's fall and its broader consequences for the digital asset ecosystem, which I want to get your guys' feedback on, by the way. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. The dude lied to millions of creditors, millions of people, stole billions of dollars, used customer funds to trade with, has been lying through his teeth, just told a Vox reporter that all this altruism is a bunch of crap, and he just gets a hearing? Look, if I stole a $100 TV, look, if I stole $100 from anybody or a TV or whatever, I would be in handcuffs in jail, and then they'll figure that shit out while I'm rotting in jail and I have to find a lawyer. But for some reason, these billionaires can just go and rip people off and just sit there in the Bahamas? What the absolute? I don't understand it. My buddy Paul McNeil just sent me this tweet from Felix Hartman. And he said, We live in a world where a developer can go to jail for code, but SPF can defraud millions of people for billions of dollars and walk free. We live in a world where George Peterson is bad off of Twitter for ideology, but Sam Bingham Freed isn't for publicly lying and defrauding repeatedly. What the hell is going on? There's a real big power imbalance by who can get away with whatever the bullshit they want and who cannot. And it seems as though that tipping point is around one billy. So stack those papers. We got some more Sam Bankman free news here because, you know, again, things are starting to stack up. A group of investors, they filed a class action lawsuit against the collapsed crypto exchange and Sam Bankman-Fried, as well as several celebrities, alleging they were part of a fraudulent scheme designed to take advantage of unsophisticated investors from across the country. I don't like that word, unsophisticated investors. Let's just call them retail investors. This lawsuit claims the defendants actively participated in the offer and sale of unregistered securities in the form of yield-bearing accounts. A true house of cards, a Ponzi scheme, they say, where the parties involved shuffled customer funds between their opaque affiliated entities. The plaintiffs claim that as a result of FTX's fraudulent activities, American customers collectively sustained over $11 billion in damages. Who was part of this? Well, looks like Tom Brady, Naomi Osaka, Shaquille O'Neal, Kevin O'Leary, and the Golden State Warriors are just a couple. The lawsuit continues to state that FTX's business was based upon false representations and deceptive conduct. Although many incriminating FTX emails and texts have already been destroyed. And I just want you guys to sit down there and think and breathe for a second and imagine if you did this, if you destroyed all of your emails and all of your text messages while people were coming trying to try to investigate you and some kind of crime you did, you'd be gone. I don't understand what the hell is going on with this. Anyway, the lawsuit continues to say that FTX's fraudulent scheme was designed to take advantage of retail investors from across the country who utilize mobile apps to make their investments. And finally, let's put some good news into this. Input Output Global, the main developers behind Cardano, have funded and launched a $4.5 million research hub at the University of Edinburgh in the UK. The hub will fund new research projects to accelerate the development of blockchain technology. This donation forms part of the Input Output Global's extensive academic program. It has published already over 160 peer-reviewed research papers since its launch, and has also launched other blockchain research hubs at Stanford in August of this year. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer, and I'll be driving home from upstate New York to back to Cleveland, Ohio, tomorrow. So I will not have an episode for you tomorrow. I am so sorry. I'll be back on Saturday for our weekend review. And until then, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>